Well, hello there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and you just have me today, so I'm flying solo, but I need you because you are the Take Two family. So I'm asking the question today, and I have a lot to say about this topic because I come from a big family. Um, Do you feel like an outsider in your own family? Do you feel like an outsider in your family? That's the question I'm asking on take two today. We are live, so we expect your call. Jerry Usher will be back tomorrow, but the show team is in place. We have Matt Kabinsky answering calls, Jeff Burson on social media, and of course, the one, the only Ace McKay, our wonderful producer at the controls. So now we just wait for you. I asked the question, do you feel like an outsider in your family? Please answer 833-288-288. 3986. I have a lot to say about this topic, but I'll weave it in through, you know, in between the calls and the social media comments. You can also email us at take two at EWTN.com. Um, also don't forget to like us on Jerry and Debbie Facebook page because Ace is, um, asking some really cool questions there and people are answering and having some great discussions and we're learning and growing together on as a social media group. So I love that. That's a good use of social media, I think. Um, so that's the Jerry and Debbie Facebook page. Um, also, uh, find us at standtalltoday.com, standtalltoday.com. That is our, um, life coaching ministry, our outreach ministry. And if you do feel like an outsider in your family, or you just feel like, you know, things aren't going really well, navigating family dynamics, we can maybe help. I think we can help as life coaches because we are trained in that. So you can find us at standtalltoday.com. Okay. That's a little bit of housekeeping. Here's the question. Do you feel like an outsider in your own family? I'm asking the question today because I am hosting alone today. Jerry will be back tomorrow, but I need you and I expect you. Why? Because you've never let us down. The whole uh, show team here at Take Two, you've never let us down. We talk about you guys all the time in a good way. We say, wow, the Take Two family shows up each and every time that the uh, topics are introduced or the questions are asked and you run with it. You take it away. You are the catechists. You are the teachers with your lived wisdom and understanding. I love that. I love how you can impart um, your wisdom to help others, your knowledge, your, your experience to help others. That's how I believe, my humble opinion, how the mystical body of Christ should work and is working through this wonderful live call-in show. So you don't have to be Catholic to call in. If you just tripped onto this show, welcome to the family. You're part of the Take Two family. Now, please call 833-288-3986. Do you feel like an outsider in your family? Um, we just had our first caller, but our first caller actually just dropped. You can call back. You, uh, Matt, uh, we'll put you at the front of the line because um, I was just about ready to go to you, but somehow it, uh, it, it disconnected. That happens sometimes with cell phones. Sometimes when I'm talking to my brother, we're right in the middle of a great theological discussion, and then all of a sudden, one of us accidentally disconnects. It's the weird, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, and uh, it happens, right? So call back. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. Okay, so let me just share this before we go back to the phones. We already have calls coming in, and Matt's doing a very fast and efficient job of screening the calls, and that is wonderful. So uh, please, uh, you have there's open phone lines, so this is a perfect time for you to 
to share how, and listen, wait a minute, let me just say this up front. You don't have to out anybody in your family. Okay. I'm not going to talk about my brothers and sisters or my parents or my aunts or uncles or cousins or anything like that by name or any, or any specific situation that's going to, to, you know, put that out into the world about, you know, family business. But you can generally discuss situations that I think we can all understand and, and sometimes we can relate to because it's happening in our own families. And that's basically what I what I will be sharing and would like for you to share. So we do go by first names here on Take Two because Jerry and I said this eight and a half years ago. We really don't want to call you anonymous, like hi anonymous. We just it it just sounds so impersonal, and it's it's not really how a family works. So if you don't want to give your real first name, your birth name, how about your confirmation name, or how about a name that you always wanted when you were a kid, like you you went to your parents and said, Mom, Dad, why couldn't you name me? Why couldn't you you know called me Jennifer? or something like that. Okay, then use that name. That would be great. So the number to dial is 833-288-3986. And uh, so let me just share real quickly. Let's get you guys calling in right now. I know it's Monday. I know it's the beginning of the week. So many of you are back at school and work and all the things that you have planned for the work week. Uh, for the weekdays. And I understand that. And lists grow. I, I know because I'm looking at a to-do list right now and it's growing every second. Every time I look down, it seems like I could add one more thing to the list. But I'm just asking you to weigh in on this topic. So if you feel that little nudge in your spirit, we believe it's the Holy Spirit. And that is where you should say, yes, I'll, I can call in. I have something to share that could help another soul today. And it's real simple. You'll talk to Matt Kabinsky. He is wonderful to talk to, a great person, a great soul. He is that his name is Matthew. It means a gift of God. If you haven't um, heard me say that many times, and Matt is awesome. And you'll speak with him. He'll chat with you for a few minutes. He'll put you on hold. You'll get to listen live, and you'll slip right into the discussion, just like we were in a virtual living room shooting the breeze. Okay. Or you can go on social media. I'm waving to you guys. It's just me today on YouTube and Facebook, and you can make your comment there. And Jeff Burson will pick up your comment and he'll place it on the comment board and then I can read it. Or you can email us, take two at EWTN.com. Um, or better yet, if you do call in, then I get to talk with you. And I, I prefer that. I love that. It just makes us connected. And it really, it really kind of shows the world that we're family and we can really have these deep discussions and and make things better in our families and beyond. So the number to dial is 833-288-3986. There you go. Phone lines are are, are lighting up in a, in a nice uh, pattern. So that's good. There's room for you. 833-288-3986. Once again, Jerry Usher will be back tomorrow. Um, today is his day off and you have me and that's wonderful. And I'm asking the question, why is it wonderful? You have me. Well, you'll see when you call in, I'm going to say, welcome to take two and you're part of the family. Do you feel like an outsider in your own family? Call us. Okay, before we get to the phones, let me just share with you um, a wonderful EWTN online learning series, Women Made New. 
Discover the beauty, truth, and goodness of the church with the EWTN online learning series. You can delve into the riches of the faith and grow closer to the Lord with free videos and study guides. I love that. I love anything free. Okay. In Women Made New, you'll be inspired by the stories of Kristalina Everett, Joy Pinto, Teresa Tamio, and Cameron Frad. Um, as you hear how God helped them overcome trials. Most importantly, you'll understand that he will help you too. Enroll in, in our courses today at learningseries.com. Oh, I'm sorry, learningseries.ewtn.com. Is that right? Learningseries.ewtn. I never heard of one with two dots in it. That's interesting. I wonder if that's correct. Okay, but go look for it and... and um, Ace McKay will tell me if that's correct. I've never heard of a address with two dots. Learning series, EWTN.com, I bet you it is. Okay. Anyway, you'll find it. You guys are good at navigate, navigating the EWTN website. Um, so, but that's Women Made New with uh, Kristalina Everett. And so it's so good. Um, please uh, enroll if you want those free um, courses and resources. So I think it's fabulous. Okay. I do have some open phone lines on the question today. Do you feel like an outsider in your family? Um, please, uh, call in and speak to Matt Gabinski and you will be placed on hold. You get to listen and then I'll, I'll slip you into the discussion. 833-288-3986. Okay. We're going to go to Julie. Julie is first here on take two and Julie is in, uh, let me see if I can get this right. Minit Minnetonka, Minnesota on yeah. Sirius XM 130. Did I say it correctly, Julie? Yes, you did. Oh, I did. Oh, cool. I love your. I love the name of your city. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. So, tell us what's going on. Well, my mom passed away five years ago, and even before that, my sisters and I have not always been kind to my sister Barbara, and she's been very isolated from me and even from my father. And in August, I started going back to mass, and. I called her a couple of weeks ago and told her I was sorry and that I understood if she couldn't forgive me. Um, and she didn't yet. I I just want to know what else I can do. Mm -hmm. Maybe help my family reunite with her. Mm. Okay. So let me let me just circle back for a moment and be at peace. Okay. Because you're in a, actually in a really good place, Julie, you you've come to the understanding of what you should do, what you need to do and what your heart's telling you to do is the right thing with your sister. Right. So, um, let me, let me ask you this question. So you're saying that, um, your sister, you ice, you kind of separated from your sister for what reason? May I ask, can you share a little bit? It's just her whole, I guess, her personality and the way she behaved at my mom's funeral. Got you. And I understand now that she was hurting and that was her way of dealing with it. Mm. Okay. And then after your mom's funeral, you threw, you said you came back, you know, did, did more in the church, and you came to the, the realization that you needed to reconcile with her and and fix things, Correct. Correct. I just started going back to Mass this August. Okay. Okay. And she is not 
ready yet, or is she is she opening a little crack in the door? I think she cracked the door, but I don't know if she trusts me. Okay. Okay. So here's what I would suggest. Okay, the the good news about um, advice is you can take it or leave it. But I am a life coach. I've been a life coach for over twenty years, and so I've dealt with this many, many times. So here's what I would would share with you. You did a beautiful thing with your sister. You made the call. You tried to, um, you know, connect and and heal things. What what I would do is give it a little bit of time, but also con- it, continuously share with her that you want to make this right between the two of you. You understand that she's guarded. You understand that she's a little bit nervous about the relationship, but your goal, your only goal is to reconcile. Your only goal is to love like sisters should love. Your only goal is for the, is for um, your family to be close and you will do whatever it takes to make that happen, to be close, to be connected, to be a family. And, and less about what happened and what should have happened and what could have happened and what, you know, all the, all the, all the stuff and more about the goal is to come together and people will start to learn and grow through things they've, they've learned from the past, but in, but if people know what the goal is and they want that same goal they will learn to work through all the walls that they have or the anger or the frustration or resentment or whatever she's carrying. What do you say to that, Julie? I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm sorry, go right ahead. Keep, I feel like I should just keep trying with her and maybe she'll trust me and see that I'm trying to be a better person. Well, well, but that's all you have to say. I mean, it could say it could be something like this, you know, let let's I don't know what her name is. But let's say her name is Debbie. Okay, you could say, you could say, Debbie, you know, you're my sister. I love you. I realize everything that I did to contribute to the fact that our relationship isn't what it what what it should be and what our parents would want it to be or whatever you can you can say everything like that. But then you can say, but I just want to let you know, my only goal, Debbie, is for you to feel safe with me, to be, um, you know, have that sisterly bond. You know, we can be close. That's my only goal. And that's what I will work to and work towards till my, my, the, my, last, my last breath here. And if you keep reassuring her, and then she will eventually reassure you. That's the beauty of a relationship. It goes back and forth when people feel safe. People always say, what do you want out of a relationship? And people will say, well, I want to feel happy. It's really, they want to feel safe. They want to feel safe in a relationship. And I'm sure you want to feel safe with her, like she wants to feel safe with you, right? True. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I have a good feeling about this. I'm going to put you in our prayer book, Julie. I think you're. I think you're a beautiful soul, and that's what happens when, when folks um, go back to church and start receiving the Eucharist and going to Mass. You know, you're you're changed from the inside out. You're changed from the inside out. So, do you feel like a 
uh, an outsider in your own family. Could you share? Bob called and said he feels isolated in the fact that he's the only family member my cousin talks to. It frustrates him a lot that she doesn't call uh, his sister or parents on their birthdays, but calls um, calls Bob instead. Um, wow. Okay. So, all right. So there's always, sometimes in families, there's always one person that kind of connects with everybody. And, you know, that person really should be, um, you know, the, the peacekeeper, the bridge, you know, finder, you know, connector, you know, to try and bring people together. The goal of a family is to really function well as an intact um, group even if it's not, if even if people don't live in the same area, even if they're even if they're separated, even by divorce, they're still family. They're just they're separated, but they're still family, and so it should function. It sh- it should try and function well. The problem is the demons don't want families fu- uh, functioning well, and so what happens is we have a mess. We have estrangement. We have resentment, anger, you know, all sorts of things that are, that's going on in families. So you got to kind of try to bring the family together, bring it and and have it work well and protect it. Um, like it's, it's in its own bubble. Okay. And work to, to mend relationships and build relationships. It's, 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 it's the domestic, it's the domestic church. It's really quite beautiful when you look at the family unit. Okay. And not all families look alike and not all families function the same way, but you can have families work well if they have an understanding, a baseline understanding. By the way, Ace McKay just weighed in. Thank you, Ace. That's a, this, I, I see, I learned something new every time I do this show. It is two dots. So when you enroll in the classes for Kristalina Everett's uh, Women Made New, the online series, it is the learningseries.ewtn.com. I didn't know there was two dots. I learned something new. Wow. Okay, you can join the conversation about feeling like an outsider in your own family. Um, I do sometimes. Actually, I did for many, many years. Um, There's a lot of background story to my family, but too much to get into for this episode. So we'll go to Betty. And Betty is in Salem, New Hampshire on Sirius XM 130. Hello, Betty. Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. Julie, I just want to say to you, I'm so sorry for your loss, and it's such a blessing that you're reaching out to your sister. It's difficult, but you know that God wants you to do that, and as hard as it might seem, when that door opens up and you become reconciled with her, you're going to feel God's utter joy, so we'll just pray that all goes well with you. And I wanted to share that, yes, um, you know, being a Christian since my early 30s, I've always been a bit of an outsider when it comes to my family or even, you know, my daughter's friends growing up. It's like, oh, that's the church lady. And at times I used to feel isolated. But then I realized that when something happens to somebody or they're afraid of something, I would always be the first one that they would contact and they would say, please pray for me and please pray for me and please have your friends put me on your prayer line and and then I realized that, no, sometimes being different is what God calls us to do because we're, we turn out to be a safe place for them to go to because they're afraid to turn to God themselves. So they're asking us to pray on their behalf. And I've learned not to feel different. I've just learned to realize that I see things not in this world, mm-hmm. which is what the way God calls us to be. And I, I don't take it, I try not to take it personally. 
Wow. That's huge. I just have to say that you um, sparked for me a lot of thoughts about um, my own family and my relationship with them in terms of ministry and what it means. And you, I think you're spot on. Absolutely spot on, Betty. I loved the words that you had for Julie. I hope Julie um, heard you and is still listening because she was disconnecting at the time we brought you on air. So I hope she goes back and listens to this broadcast and your kind words. Um, and I agree with you. Um, I've been in ministry since 1989. Um, and my birth family would rarely, and I mean rarely, ask me anything about what I do in the church. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is, uh, it is. It, 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 it's sad, but it's not surprising. It, yeah. It's not surprising. No one wants to look at their relationship with God. Everyone wants to think God is loving, and no matter what we do, He's, you know, I don't have to follow anything because at the end, He's just going to get me with open arms, which mm-hmm. God is very loving and, and, and merciful with His grace, but you have to ask for it. You can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, Betty, because you bring up a couple things that just kind of make me chuckle. And it's and I feel like my dad has had a it has a good sense of humor. So he will understand this, um, given if he's in purgatory or in, in heaven. I, I know he'll be chuckling at this as well. But when my dad was dying, my dad looked up at me from his um, bed and he said, he goes, hey, can you do me a favor? He says, you've been in this church stuff for a long time. Can you give me the Reader's Digest version on on how to get to heaven and the background and the recipe on uh, the, the uh, path? He said, plan, plan or path, I can't remember, on how to get to heaven. That's what he said to me as he was dying. Um, but, and it was, it, was, it was kind of funny at the time, but also quite sad is I, I, I just thought, Dad, you waited this long to, to try to figure out how to get to heaven? And, um, and it was just, it was bizarre to me, but it was, it was kind of cute, you know, and I'm glad he felt, he felt comfortable enough to ask me. Now, my mom always appreciated the ministry work I did. My mom was always really big and supportive, and she was so proud of everything that I did ministry-wise. And so she was amazing. But she came from a family who, she had a brother who was a priest and a sister who was a Dominican nun. So she came from a very religious family. So for my mom, it was just expected. My dad's side of the family had to really work at it. So you had that mix in our family, which produced, you know, people that that had that kind of uh, sentiment, Betty, that you're talking about. Like, you know, you just think God's all loving. I'm a good person. I'm going to get to heaven. You know, I do the right thing. I check the box. I go to mass. I, I show up every Sunday, you know, yada, 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 that whole thing. Okay. But the problem with that is that there's that it's kind of in, in, if you just look at it, it's kind of a, a shallow look at things. It's not a deep dive, right? So what would you say to people today who are listening to this show? And we do have a worldwide platform, but you only have 30 seconds to say it, Betty. Um, what would you say to people? How to, how to go deeper with say, the Lord? I would, I would say you want to have a personal relationship. Can you imagine giving birth to a child and never having a loving relationship with that? No one could understand it. Can you imagine having a pet? and wanting to have a loving relationship with that pet, and not having it. Well, that's the way God feels with you. He loves us. He adores us. We are precious to Him. He wants an active relationship with us. Wow. You said it beautifully. You're amazing. Betty, thank you so much from Salem, New Hampshire. God bless you. Thank you for gracing this conversation today. Okay, now, where are you? I'm waiting for you. 
Do you feel like an outsider in your family? Or maybe you were an outsider, but now you're back in. Call us, 833-288-3986. Okay, so I'm asking the question today, do you feel like an outsider in your family? Now, I know uh, we're on a three-day weekend and... uh, You guys are still busy doing whatever you're doing family-wise, and maybe that's why you can't weigh in on this topic because you're in the car with some of your family members. Maybe you could say, Hey kids, we're going to we're going to pull over safely to the side of the road. I'm just going to run into this grocery store here and then you can grab your cell phone and you can tell tell us how you feel like an outsider in your family while everybody else is waiting in the car. Just a suggestion. 833-288-3986. I need your help on this topic. Julie weighed in, so did Betty, uh so did Bob, and we do have a lot of social media coming in, so you guys are on the computer. That's great. Um so thank you to everyone. I would like to converse with you by by phone and you can be on air and that would be wonderful. 833-288-3986. Or maybe, okay, let's flip it. Let's flip it for a minute. Maybe you have like this super great, wonderful, leave it to beaver, Brady Bunch family. Okay. Your family's so perfect. It's, it's running so beautifully and you're all in the car together, singing songs and looking at trees outside the car and, and having fun and laughing and giggling and sharing snacks. Okay. Maybe you have that kind of family call in. We want to know because it seems like everybody feels like they're together and they're in the family and they're happy. Maybe and tell us the the recipe for that. It's not that we want to be nosy or you know intrude on your beautiful family. It's just that we'd like to have those kinds of families too. I don't have that kind of family, and I'd like to have it. Okay, um, congratulations goes out to another member of the EWTN radio family. Talking about families today. Divine Mercy Radio, serving the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina, is celebrating their eighth year with EWTN. Congratulations to Melissa Savage and Keith Flannery and their team at Catholic um, or their team at Catholic 5:40 a.m. From all of your friends here at EWTN, so Melissa and Keith, um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for eight years of um, trying to save souls and get got, and get guys and, and gals closer to God. That's the name of the game with um, Catholic Radio. Catholic, you know, there's only one goal for Catholic Radio is to get souls to heaven. That's why when your Catholic Radio station comes to you and asks you. Um, to support uh, for the listener-supported Catholic radio that the apostolates are, please give generously. Um, There's fall pledge drives happening around the country. Coming up um, this week is is, uh, The Rock in Cleveland, and I'll be hosting that with Father Doug Brown. He's he's a supporter of Take Two, and he's called in uh, many times, and he's just wonderful. Um, So, you know, it's, we're going to be going to the folks of Cleveland and saying, give generously, please. We've got to keep Catholic Radio going strong. Okay, let's hear what, what Holly has to say in Mesa, Arizona on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Holly. Welcome. Hi there. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. So your question really resonates with me because I have a cousin. I'm 45. I have a cousin who's about 37. 
and I reached out to him before the weekend, and I just said, how you doing? I know he's he's struggling. Um, he had a divorce about four years ago, and just it felt like he's floundering since then. I similarly had a divorce about four years ago. And when we go to family events and everyone is there with their very happy families and it looks like everything is okay for them, I know I dread going to those and I feel very alone because I feel like my life is such a mess. What could I possibly offer these people? I don't have anything good to tell them. And in those moments, I know that those are the times I need to reach out to my family because they actually love me. I know that not everyone feels that way, but those moments where you feel isolated with self-pity or shame or reject or any of those things, you can be so assured that the enemy of your soul wants you to stay that way and alone and does not want you to reach out. But in those moments, if you reach out to someone and say, I'm really not having a great day, most of the time people will say, well, shoot, let me pray with you, or what can I do, or you're not alone. But when we allow ourselves to be isolated, they just become kind of spirals of isolation and pain and shame, and they get even harder to get out of. Wow, that was powerful, Holly. So what you're, uh, let me just um, make sure that for all our listeners, because sometimes our listeners, they're, they're working, they have their earbuds in and they're, or they're doing something else or they're doing something in the, in at home and they're, and they're, li- they're kind of half listening. So I want to make sure I, I hear you correctly. So even if you don't have, like, like, let's say your family is not that perfect. Okay. Let's just say I, I've never met a, a completely perfect family. I, I, and, and if you're listening right now and you do have that absolute perfect family, would you please let us know? Cause I'd like to know, I mean, you need to be like in the Guinness world book of records or something. I don't know. Okay. But so let's say you have dysfunction in your family. You know, you don't have the best, you know, the absolute best relationships with family members. You're saying that rather than continue to be in this isolated feeling in this emotional state, because there's really no way out of that. It, you kind of go down, you spiral downward, right? Is to reach out and to connect with family simply because you're, you're, you are hoping and praying for that they will have that, that human um, empathy and compassion just to connect. And in that connection, there's, there's ways to build and, and get the family stronger. Are you saying that like to just continually connect so that there isn't more isolation? Yes. And so sometimes our family that we are born into are not going to be the family that can support us because they might have emotional sickness or mental sickness that makes it very hard for them to be able to reach out in love or kindness. But there are people that God brings across our paths that can feed us emotionally and spiritually. And if we take a minute and consider who those people were, sometimes it's a librarian or a teacher, sometimes it's the checker at the grocery store. But there are those people who take a moment and they really look you in the face and you know that you're seen. And those are the people that we can reach out to and say, I'm not okay. About a year ago, I caught a suicide hotline because I was just in the depths of despair. And this woman, Karen, she was in Nebraska, whoever answered this line, 
she just was so matter of fact. And she said to me, she goes, well, Holly, she goes, I want to know if you're in a safe place. And I'm thinking, well, of course I'm in a safe place. I mean, I'm in trouble, though, right, inside my mind. And um, she said, well, Holly, are you feeling despair? And out of my spirit came, I just said, no, because I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. And when I said that, I realized that, okay, like, my faith wasn't dead. Things were not as bad as I had painted the picture to be. And just in that moment of reaching out to a stranger who will never see me again, this side of glory, who just offered just a cup of cold water in Christ's name. She was so kind, and she reminded me of that as well. She said, listen, you feel alone, but there are people who will listen to you, who will care for you. They may not be the people that you want them to be, because sometimes when I'm in pain or I feel like I need someone to help me, I have the picture in my mind of what this help should look like and who it should come from. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's from the strangest place that God will send us an encouraging word or a smile or just a moment where we know that God is like one of those, you still know that I am God. I'm meeting your needs in this moment and I will meet your needs in the next moment. Someone who can remind us of that because there's so much of life that is not fireworks and excitement. It's just one plotting moment after the next where we do a job that no one else in the world can do because it's so awful. It's washing, washing the dishes. It's so awful. It's going to do my job and it's not exciting. And when we can say, no, I'm going to do it as unto the Lord and not unto men and even reaching out to our families and realizing I don't feel like I want to reach out, but God has created me for relationship. And so I can reach out in faith and make it a sacrifice of praise. God, I feel so alone today. Would you give me the name of someone I can call who might also feel that way that I can encourage? So instead of waiting for someone to meet the deep needs of my heart, I turn it around and I pray, Lord, I am feeling so needy today in these areas. Would you send me to someone who is equally needy that I can minister to? And those days, God always answers that prayer because, you know, God is the only force in the world that would want us to reach out and love and care for one another. And he's the only force in the world that would allow us to be restored in our moments of abject alone and abject terror. He allows us to be restored by reaching out to care for one another. And that is a mystical relation, or I mean a mystical religion where our needs are met through emptiness. And that's how God meets us. Mm. Wow. Wow. Holly, so you you are broadening it to really um, um, share with all of us how the mystical body of Christ works. We have our birth families. We have the families that, you know, obviously we're born into, those that we marry into, those that we identify with. But then really we, you're, you're talking about the mystical body of Christ and how it works. That is pretty, um, pretty powerful. Wow. I love the way you, you love and relate to God, Holly. Um, I know you personally, and I think you're amazing. Um, and I think it's, it's quite beautiful, the love you have for God. So thank you for sharing with us today. That was, that was a home run. Thank you. 
Becky in Midland, Texas, you were next, but you just dropped off. I don't know if you had something to do um, today, but please call back. And I, I, I would happily um, take your call first because you were waiting so patiently from Midland, Texas. Um, but until you call back, Becky, uh, we'll go to social media and uh, we'll go back to the phones um, to Daniel. And Daniel is in Boston, Massachusetts on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Daniel. Hello, Debbie. I am a 70-year-old with a 38-year-old Navy commander daughter um, who treats many of us as though she is our commanding officer. Mm-hmm. Um, she does many absolutely lovely things for her 12-year-old little boy that most mothers would probably not even think of. But, um, you know, the last time that I heard her go off on him, I had to remind her, hey, he's not in basic training. And when I have been the brunt of this type of treatment, um, I have been ill for three days afterwards. So this incident with the little boy um, took place about three weeks ago, and coincidence or not, I still have a medical condition over it. My um, natural instinct is to withdraw. I would love to have a better relationship with her. I never know whether she's going to be the civilian when I call up or whether she's going to be a commanding officer, so I don't call. Uh, and we had a lovely, lovely relationship before she joined the military. I begged her not to. Um, and she's made a wonderful career for herself. Um, her brother and mother experienced this the same way. So it's not just me. And um, so, yes, I feel like an outsider. Mm. That's got to be difficult for you as the father. It is very difficult because I sometimes wrestle whether I should or should not report her to Child Protective Services. But, of course, there would be no hope of anything better after that. And she doesn't strike him, but it's just the verbal things. And, again, she treats him like he's in basic training. Mm. And there's and as a dad, there's no way you can you can sit your daughter down and just say, you know, I'm just sharing this with you because I carry 70 years of wisdom and knowledge and I'm I am your father and I really need to share with you what I'm observing. Is there any way in a calm when everybody's very um, well fed and well rested and in a good place? Can you have one of those conversations with her? Well, I actually went out on a limb this time when I reminded her that her son was not in basic training because a few years ago when I told her that she was acting like a drill sergeant, she threatened to completely cut me off forever if I ever said that again. I have not been cut off. Um, She tells me that I have too much cortisol. I should see a doctor about it. Um, No, she's kind of in denial, unfortunately. Mm. Well, um, but Daniel, and, Daniel, here's yeah. what you, here's what you can do. You um, and your wife can pray for her, which I'm sure you're doing. That has a lot of merit and and it is very effective. You and your wife can also incorporate some fasting, not not necessarily fasting from food, but fasting from something else in the effort to heal this situation, because obviously there's something that's going on inside of her that is causing her to 
to uh, conduct her life like that, especially in the, in the parenting of her son. Um, so you can do that. You can ask um, your guardian angels to go to her guardian angel and your, and your grandson's guardian angel to really, to really um, uh, protect and to, to guard and guide. Um, also uh, ask um, your go-to um, uh, saints to help in your family. Absolutely. All of this is the heavenly support on the other side of the veil that we don't tap into enough. So that's available to you, Daniel. The last thing I would do is I, I would say this. Um, you're, you're very lucky. I would say this and then do this. Um, you're very lucky. You have the connection with your grandson. She hasn't cut you off. I would, I would give your grandson all the things that possibly he's missing from his mom and in order to help heal the situation for him as he's growing up. What do you say to all that? Um, I agree. Um, and I thank you for that. I will do the best that I can. I haven't seen him for Six months. So, um, you know, uh, he was here about three weeks ago. And so, um, you know, he's a one hour drive from me, which isn't bad. Um, I will try all of that. Um, her brother puts it so succinctly that, you know, her attitude is I'm right, you're wrong, and here are 10 reasons why you're wrong. Mm. So, you it's know, tough. I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very tough. And of course, my heart goes out to the little boy because. Some of the things that she says to him when she loses her temper, I've heard people in um, 12-step programs mm-hmm. say that, you know, they were treated this way, et cetera, et cetera. And so I hate to see him, you know, going down that path. But, right. yeah, that's about the best that I can do. I've been told that I give too much of my power away to get so upset. But um, well, that's what... Yeah. Well, Daniel, I mean, you have a right to be um, upset in the sense that, you know, your grandson is could potentially be is being emotionally hurt by this. So that's that's understandable. But in in my humble opinion, doing life coaching as many years as I have, I would just say, maintain your cool, maintain your calm keep your peace, keep your joy, but observe and, and, and keep a, keep a, a good record of what's happening because, um, obviously if you're seeing it, there's a reason you're seeing it. And so I don't believe there's any accident to that. And I also believe that sometimes, you know, people go down the road 10, 20 years and they say, well, you know, my parents or my grandparents or my aunts or uncle saw it, but they didn't do anything. That's why you want to make sure you're, you're very well aware of what's happening and just to keep an eye on your grandson. You know, that's what I would say just from just from the details you've given today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I put you all in the book, though, your whole family. So we're going to go to Our Lady because this is the, the month of the rosary. So we're going to pray to Our Lady. Okay. October 8th. Yes. Thank you. I love it. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. God bless you. Um, okay. So I'm getting messages like crazy. Uh, saying, how do you, how do you get to the life coaching, the ministry? Okay. The life coaching ministry is at, um, standtalltoday.com. Okay. And then also I'm getting messages saying that to remind everybody that probably people, the three day weekend is because of, uh, Columbus day, indigenous people's day. And also somebody sent in this, I don't know if it's true. So Ace, you're going to have to confirm it that today is forgiveness and happiness day. Isn't this interesting? interesting that this, um, 
this topic is on this day, Forgiveness and Happiness National Day. So that's interesting. So uh, let me just share this before I get to social media comments. We have a lot coming in, so I wanted to share those. But I wanted to highlight, we always highlight programs or resources for you guys um, so that you can make a note of it and tune in. So the journey... The Journey Home with John Mark Grodi is Monday night, 8 Eastern on EWTN TV and radio. Tonight, John Mark Grodi and his guests will be uh, Mother Petra, a former Wesselin. So um, very interesting um, discussion they have in story. And it's the journey, you know, home, the journey back into Holy Mother Church. And, you know, I would just say this, you know, as a as in closing to this wonderful episode on Columbus Day, um, that I would say that don't, don't, I wouldn't do what my father did in the last couple months of his life where he wanted the, the short version, the, the cliff notes, the reader's digest version on how to get to heaven. Um, and it's just, um, it's just, uh, I don't know, that just, it kind of bothers me sometimes. These deathbed conversions, I think, are wonderful. They're, they're oftentimes they're miraculous. But it's, it's, to me, I think it's, it's kind of sad to wait till the very end to really try to dive deep with God. I wouldn't wait till your, your dying breath to start developing a relationship with God. Really, time is precious. Every day is a chance to get closer to God. And I just, I just would suggest to dive deeply today. Maybe make this episode, make today this, this national holiday of Indigenous Peoples Day and Columbus Day to be your day where you're going to say, from now on, I'm going to go just uber deep, deep with God. Just try it. You might like it. Well, actually, you will like it. Okay, Ace just weighed in. Um, no, I, unfortunately, the Take-Two family may not be correct on this one. I'm not sure. We with Confirmation from Ace means that it's golden. Ace says Happiness Day is actually March 20th, and September 1st is Forgiveness Day. Okay, well, September 1st we're closer to, so that's good. Um, but Happiness Day is March 20th. We're going to have to do a show on that. Isn't that interesting? Happiness Day. Wow. That says a lot about national national holidays and national uh, days to remember Happiness Day. Wow, that's just, I'm scratching my head on that one. That's a strange um, kind of day. Okay, and I say that because we really should be joy-filled. Happiness is a fleeting emotion that goes and comes and, you know, it depends on the situation that you're in. So I find that very interesting. Okay, on YouTube, Pam, Pam S. says, I'm waving to you, Pam. I left my entire family for 30 years because of abusive parents. And even my brother recently said that I was the good kid that just didn't fit in. I certainly have my faults, but I am blessed. He accepted me with open arms and I've always been Catholic, didn't know it, and old fashioned. My thought is that when I pass, no family will show or even know I'm alone. My brother is so ill and he is the first that has accepted my return. Healing through the church has allowed me to reconnect with some family members. Pam, please don't ever feel that way. If you were to pass, no family would show. We're your family. You know, we, we may not be able to be there in person, but we're there in spirit. And believe me, I love the Take-Two family. I want them all in spirit at my funeral. So we're with you, Pam. Okay, we're family. Don't ever feel alone. And you have your guardian angel right 
beside you. Timoteo says, I have always been an outsider in my family. I used to consider myself a loner having acquaintances, but I always kept to myself. Yet I have learned that I am never alone. Well, um, Tim, I hope it's okay if I share this with our take two family, because we're all family, Timoteo. Um, Tim, I'm so glad you feel that way, that you're never alone. And I think that has something to do with your your absolute deep devotion now to the angels. Tell me if I'm right about that, Timoteo. So when you start to go deep of the truth of the of the angels, which is the truth of our faith, um, you realize you're never, ever alone, folks. You're never alone. There is a a pure spirit companion next to you all the days of your life. And then that angel uh, transitions into a very, very close best friend in heaven, should you make it to heaven. God willing, we, we all want to try to get to heaven, right? So it's such such a beautiful journey if we look at it with those eyes to see it from that spiritual sense. I'm really and truly, you don't have to believe me, Debbie Giorgiani, just go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church on angels. Read the paragraphs and start to dive deeply into the, into the beautiful, um, you know, presence we have of the angels around us. I think it is so amazing. So Timoteo, thank you for sharing that. Okay. Just a couple, um, real quick housekeeping, uh, notes again, Jerry and Debbie Facebook page, Jerry and Debbie Facebook page, please like it and then invite one friend. Could you do that for us? We need a field force out there to help us expand because in 2024, we are going to be diving deeply into divine mercy messages. Wow. That's going to be very powerful. Also find us at standtalltoday.com. And um, also you can email us at take2 at EWTN.com. The prayer wall is always going at take2show.com. Ace McKay, our producer, does a wonderful job at that. And we want to thank the rest of the show team, Matt Kabinsky, Jeff Burson, and everyone else that makes this show possible. Jerry will be back tomorrow for the topic, Do You Feel the World is Changing for the Better or for the Worse? Oh, brother. Is that going to be a deep topic tomorrow? Okay, you guys, now you can continue with your celebration day. Okay. And until tomorrow, have a beautiful and blessed time. We'll see you real soon.